1: What up, America? It is a Wednesday on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. As today's show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. A quick turnaround for one, Mr. Torres. I know you and uh, Jason Martin were, in last night for Jason Smith and my Carmen, and uh, having a good old time. But uh, I appreciate you hanging out today. Should be a lot
2: of fun. I was actually in. I'm in with Jason Martin in this time slot on Friday. I was uh, unfortunately in with Arnie Spanier last. Oh, it was night, Arnie so. last night? Oh, my bad. Yes, my sir. bad. Yes, no, it's it's okay. But I'm happy to be back. And and obviously, first of all, I, I always appreciate Doug allowing me. Uh, you allowing me to join you in this time slot. I love working with you, Dan. And uh, certainly, it goes without saying, there, there's no shortage of things to talk about. We think of, obviously, the week between Christmas and New Year's as kind of a downtime, a lot of people off of work, but sports never stops, and uh, real, one, I'm really excited to join you, but two, there's definitely no shortage of things to talk about.
1: Yeah, and we're still kind of reacting to the passing of John Madden, and it's, it's one of those things where... You don't know how you're going to uh, to take the news when it comes, but when it does, it just uh, takes on a life of its own. And the you know, we're almost 24 hours since finding out uh, that John Madden passed away yesterday at the age of 85. And I know last night when you and Arnie were in, it was probably really fresh with a lot of people still reacting. But here we are almost a day later, and I still think that people are in that mode, that they are they are still mourning the loss of the legend. I, I, I think a little bit has to do with what people saw with the documentary 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 on Christmas Day with Fox uh, airing that and it was such a big deal for the network and to see John Madden and to see uh, what the NFL greats had to say about him to say to see how he responded in that piece I think that uh, that shock value of hey wait I just saw him on Christmas Day he looked great now he's gone I think that that had a little bit to do with it but for the most part it's just basically about how great of a human being John Madden was and how great He was in anything that he did.
2: Well, and that's what it is to me and what Arnie and I spent a lot of time talking about last night. I know what you and I will spend a lot of time talking about this afternoon is that it's it's just so fascinating, right? And and we have legends in sports and, and guys that do this. He transcended football. In three different ways. And and you and I talked a little bit before the show today, Dan. Uh, to a certain generation, a lot of people remember him for being the iconic broadcaster. Uh, younger people now know the video game and maybe don't know much about the broadcasting career. Uh, I, you know, I'm well into my 30s, my late 30s, maybe even at this point. I don't even remember him as a head coach. And when you look at what he did, second highest winning percentage all time, seven AFC championship games, a Super Bowl win. Uh, and something Arnie and I about about a lot last night, the the mystique that still follows around the Raiders 40, 50 years later is because of what he did as the head coach of the Raiders, you know, really about 50 years ago now. So it's just incredible. Again, you have great transcendent people that uh, transcend a sport in a certain segment, in a certain way, but for him to do it in three different ways, uh, he really is on the short list of names that will, uh, if there was such a thing as an NFL Mount Rushmore, he would absolutely be on it. There were so many things said on
1: Twitter yesterday and on social media with the tributes to John Madden that – I, I mean, I agree with your point about what you and Arnie talked about with the his legacy as a coach and the the winning percentage and the Super Bowl. And to your point, you know, John Madden retires, and I don't even think you're alive at that point. You know, so he's yeah. so far into his broadcasting career at that point that you don't even associate him with being a coach. I don't remember him as a coach, and I'm in my mid 40s. I remember John Madden being talked about as the coach of the Raiders, but my first introduction to him was was as a broadcaster. And then you think of the just – Taking on a life of its own with the the video game and and his role in developing that and and for those that didn't see the documentary, we're not going to rehash the whole thing. We are, I may make a reference here and there, but there was a point where EA Sports said, "Hey, we want to develop a football game," and we didn't know if the the amount of uh you know of what we had in memory or we didn't know what we could all put graphic wise. So we didn't know if we could put eleven players on the mm-hmm. field, and he's like. I'm not doing a football game if there aren't 11 players cuz that's not football. And yeah. that, you know, just even that input of starting it of just being so blunt to develop this brand and then it ends up taking off on taking on a life of its own is just is crazy. I hearing people talk about how they associated big games with John Madden yes. and Pat Summerall, which is something that, that I really, uh, connected to. And I, I believe it was Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports who said this again. There's so many great tributes last night on social media about John Madden and so many things that I felt that other people were saying, but it was the point of my team arrived if John yes. Madden was was doing a game or Pat Summerall was doing a game. And Peyton Manning even said as much in the documentary where, where his family members or his grandpa was always asking if Summerall and Madden were doing their games. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, we've got three wins so far. Probably not. But uh, <laughs> but then when they did he finally did a game, it was a really, really big deal. And that's, as, as the broadcaster, or actually not even as the broadcaster, Aaron, it's just more of, of that was my memory and my association. With John Madden, because whenever they did games, it was a bigger-than-life matchup, and if your team was the one at the game that they were doing, then your team had arrived.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I was thinking about this actually after the show. You know, I talked about it for four hours last night, and but the only thing that I can equate it to, there, there was one thing I did say last night, which was that um, when I was young, Thanksgiving football. Madden was as much a part of Thanksgiving as the Lions or Cowboys. That that, that was one thing. Is like sure. like it was just you knew Madden was going to be calling that big game. Obviously, when when he was with Fox, it was always the Cowboys. But it it does remind me. I think the only thing that I can really equate it to in kind of modern sports is. When College Game Day is coming to your town, and I know it's a, a, a different network and it's a different sport and it's college versus pro, but when co- it's just different, like like mm-hmm. when when College Game Day is coming, you know, to use the cliche, coming to your city, <laughs> it, it, it just feels different. It is different. There's a different energy around that game. And again, to your point, you know that it's a big game, and and that was the same thing. I, I saw our boss Eric Shanks uh, was on one of our bosses with Colin this morning. And, you know, he was talking about the idea of, of, of a big game feel of John, John Madden saying uh, Washington versus Dallas always feels big, whether one team is good, one team is bad, one team is, one team isn't. And I bring it up to say whenever John Madden was on that call, it just felt big in terms of you knew it was going to be a good game, marquee brands, probably that, that you know, 4.30 Eastern time window. Um, and and it, it can't be understated enough. It really can't be is just the impact that he had on the games. And then, again, as you said, Dan, the, the the feel that the game had itself when he was in the booth.
1: The funny thing is, is even back then, I think when he was doing – when he was doing those games, I think the late game started at 4.05 Eastern. The NFL, you know, recently moved back in, and uh, the 4.05 Eastern time start, where, as he said, you'd get a Dallas-Washington game. The Giants game, saw some Giants clips on on social media last night of Madden calling them, uh, hearing people saying it during the Bears' heyday when Madden was around. All of that, all of it is true. And it's so unique to see how many different memories he provided. Yes. And and, and I wanted to... I. I just wanted to Look back and figure out. Okay, what what is it with John Madden? To me, is it is it the video game? Is it the childhood memories of watching him and and watching him call football games on CBS and then and then on Fox and obviously Monday Night Football and NBC after that. But I I I, I thought about it this way because you and I are sitting here doing a national radio show right now uh, in the in the height of the NFL regular season when we are coming down the stretch and playoffs are being decided. This is a big time for for a, a lot of us when it, when it comes to the sporting world. So I just thought this like a John Madden ended up being the broadcaster that we all want to be as a broadcaster. And there's, there's things about it. First of all, he knows what he's talking about. It's it's the number one thing. And I think that's when you're listening or you're watching any show or listening to a program on, on the radio, you want the people who are talking to you or who are providing uh, the content to know what they are talking about. You don't get that all the time. Some people may not think that I know what I'm talking about when you're giving certain opinions, but he knew what he was talking about. He did it in an entertaining way, which is mm-hmm. not easy to do. Sometimes if you know a lot, you you know a lot, but you can't take that and make it appealing for a listener or a viewer. Just him being the person that he was, lovable guy. And, and, and a trusted guy. And those are all kind of intertwined and connected. But realistically, Aaron, the best thing about him, and I think that we all kind of want this as, as a broadcaster, is to be authentic, yep. is to be real and to be yourself. And that's who John Madden was. And he was all those things as a broadcaster. And those things are things that we uh, only can dream of when we're in this profession.
2: Well, yeah. And and I think sometimes, too, we think of these, you know, we call some some of these broadcasters larger than life um, and a couple things one either they have a great personality but as you said they don't have the knowledge of the sport or the way to kind of get it get it across to it to an audience um and and he did that I mean you know he made you a smarter football fan for listening to him you felt like you understood football better but also that authenticity and you know the the you know we we joked a lot about but but the boom you know and the Mm -hmm. the this and the like like and and that was another thing that really struck me, not only just talking about him, thinking about him, but going back, watching clips and stuff is there was an authenticity to who he was and something that I don't think can be underappreciated. And it's something, you know, you think about so much now with there's so much negativity in sports with the COVID and the, this, and this guy's in protocols and this guy can't play and the see, This guy just loved football. And you could tell that, even in his later years he had made all the money you know worth probably at that point hundreds of millions of dollars because of the video game but there was nowhere that he would rather be and you know it speaks to the fact by the way he's taking a bus across country for 17 weeks a year to call these games I mean it's not like he's you know getting on a plane at, at four o'clock landing in the city at seven and calling a game the next day I mean you know that was what I think came across was as you said not only knowledge and authenticity but just a clear love and passion for the game. And I think that's something that can't be understated. You know, again, at a time where there's just so much negativity in sports, this was a guy that you could just tell there was nowhere he'd rather be. There's nothing he'd rather be doing than talking about football, thinking about football, being in that booth with Pat Summerall, being in that booth with Al Michaels, and being at the biggest game of the week. This guy's driving across the country, driving through the plains of Nebraska, and
1: (laughs) and stopping at all these places. And it's such a great metaphor for who he was, because he touched so many people and just it and and when you are at the level of the broadcaster that he was and and really at the coach of he was and who he was as a as a person it's very difficult i think at times for people to um relate to the common person to the you know to the mm. common man as we would say but he was so able to do that and and one of the great things and i i suggest to anybody the the, the The documentary, if you didn't see it on Christmas Day, it was replayed last night on Fox Sports 1. It'll be replayed again. I know it's going to be on streaming services. But in the piece, you thought you were going to hear from a football great. And even at the beginning of the documentary, Aaron, they showed clips of players and they showed a clip of Tom Brady and they uh, showed a clip of Patrick Mahomes. And you didn't see those guys in the documentary until the end. But you know what you did see? You did Mm -hmm. see stuff from the guys that he worked with at his various networks. You saw the guy who drove the Madden bus for 23 years. You heard from the guy who made the Turducken. Like, that's what that that like. It wasn't like when you're trying to describe John Madden, essentially what the documentary did was we're bumping Tom Brady so we can get the guy who combined a turkey, duck, and chicken for John Madden. And it was so true, and it was the right decision. And that tells you really who John Madden is. And, uh, yeah, just even, you know, we're, again, 24 hours away. It's still, it still stings. It still hurts. It's not like you're thinking every day, oh, John Madden's alive. But when he's gone, man, does it sting.
2: Well, and, and, and last last little thought is that, um, again, I, I just think when you look at at. All the ways that he touched football, um, you know, I, I think it, it, I think you can make a legitimate argument. He is, I don't know if the most, I don't know if importance the right word, but but I, I don't know what the right word is. But just his impact on football, mm-hmm. I think you could argue is number one. Right, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach that that has ever lived. But he wasn't the greatest broadcaster, too. He did, There's never going to be a Bill Belichick football that our grandkids are playing, you know, 40 years from now. Um, and so when you think about his overarching uh, impact on this sport, again, I just don't think it can be understated because, again, for three distinct generations of people spanning uh, probably the last 50, 60 years and for another, who knows, 20, 30, 40 years going forward, they're going to remember John Madden for something a little bit different. And that speaks to a true... True guy that was not only a great coach, not only a great broadcaster, but just in general a legend of football.
1: He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports Radio. Bo Benson's our executive producer today. Don Brown, our technical producer. Isaac Lohenkron will be with us as well a little bit later on. He's at the news desk giving us all the latest of what's happening today. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. One college football program gets it. We'll explain next year on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m.
1: Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app the radio legend himself again you can hear him on weekends here on fox sports radio if you're in san diego you can hear him weekday mornings on extra 1360 and former raiders employee here to shed some more light on the life and times of of john madden steve hartman does join us i would i would throw out your twitter handle but the last thing you tweeted about was bob melvin in october so i don't even know if we <laughs> we need we need to do that but i do, i am curious steve you hear the news yesterday that john madden is passed at the age of 85 first what's the first thing that popped into your mind when you heard the news
3: well, well first of all dan i gotta apologize to aaron he caught me on date night last night he wanted me to mm. come on with he and arnie yesterday but he knew i was on date night so uh, it's amazing how he my knows problem. about on my social Tuesday. Life. you don't wow. ever stop yeah, talking Tuesday, about it Tuesday, when you're in studio night. but yeah yeah, yeah. Well, um you know it, it's like any any other uh, figure if, if you've had some kind of personal interaction Uh, as I had with uh, Coach Madden, immediately thoughts come to that. First of all, let me say this about the name Madden. When I think about the names most closely associated with the identity of the NFL, I think of three names. I think of Hallis, I think of Lombardi, and I think of Madden. And they're different eras. I mean, Hallis goes back to the origins of the league, basically the father of the NFL Lombardi's name obviously still resonates so many years later, and I think of Madden. And I think that that name on so many levels as a coach, as a commentator, and of course the Madden games have put him in an absolute upper echelon of the names most identified with the NFL. But i got two quick stories to share with you. The first time I interviewed John Madden and the last time I interviewed John Madden, <laughs> the first time I interviewed John Madden, and, of course, working for the Raiders in the 80s, I had met John Madden a couple of times. He'd come down to the facilities. He was sort of the L.A. Raiders back in the 80s uh, and, and just passingly had been introduced to him a couple of times. So when I started at 690, so this was about 1992, early 1992, Chet Forty and I were doing our radio show. And I was in Los Angeles, Chet was in San Diego, and our producer, Chris Visser, was also in San Diego. And Visser had been trying to get Madden on the radio. He, he was a relentless producer, one of those types. That's, he's going to get his guy eventually. So the only communication I had with Visser, would he be yelling in my ear during commercial breaks or whatever? So we're just doing a normal radio show. And all of a sudden, in my ear, I hear Visser scream out, Madden. We've got Madden right now. We've got Madden right now. And I'm like, hey Chet, um, we're we're gonna switch gears right now. Joining us right now, coaching legend, great commentator. I don't know at CBS at the time. John Madden, Coach, how are you? And I hear Shh and I like Coach, are you there? All of a sudden I hear Who's this? And I'm like, uh, Coach, this is Steve Harmon with Chef Forty. How are you? He goes, I'm in the shower. And he hangs up. <laughs> <a phone. laughs> I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> sh- I was hearing the shower. I don't know how Visser got him to answer the phone when he was in the shower. It was it was one of the – I wish social media was booming in those days. That would have lived on in infamy. It was the <laughs> shortest interview I ever did in my entire radio career. Um, all what time about the class. last time? Yeah, what, what, what was the last
1: time? time, the last interview? So the last
3: time I did an interview was right at Fox Sports Radio. So back in 2005, I get a phone call from someone I worked with briefly with the Raiders in the late 80s, Mike Madden. That would be John Madden's son. Mike and I became good friends, and we worked together for a brief period, and I left the Raiders. He left the Raiders, did some other things, but we stayed in contact off and on. And I get a phone call in 2005 from Mike Madden, and he calls me, and he says, my, my dad has just been selected as a senior's candidate for the Hall of Fame. And he goes, I know you're the stat guru, Steve. Do you have any, anything we can use to help my dad get into the Hall of Fame? So I had a stat in my mind, and I looked it up, And it had to do with Hall of Fame coaches going against each other, right? And Hall of Fame coaches, if you look it up, pretty much 50-50, predictably, their record's head-to-head. So then I looked up John Madden's record head-to-head against coaches who were already in the Hall of Fame at that time. And he won 67% of his games. Mm -hmm. So I called Mike, I gave him the stat. So the following January, John Madden was elected to the Hall of Fame. And it was a big moment for him, obviously. Three years later, I'm now working with Chris Myers doing our national show at Fox. And, you know, Chris, guys. So Chris, you know, he, he likes to do a little showing off because, you know, he's been in the business big time for years. And we get John Madden on the show. And so Chris introduces him. Coach, how are you? You know, Steve Harbin here, and Madden comes on and says, Hey, Chris, how are you? Steve, I want to thank you for all your efforts in helping me get into the Hall of Fame.
2: How did that make you feel, Steve, when he says that I live was, on radio? First of all, I was absolutely
3: flabbergasted because I, this had been three years earlier. I never spoke to Coach Madden directly about the Hall of Fame, only mm-hmm. through his son. Why his son would tell him anything about how I got involved in trying to help him get in the Hall of Fame was beyond me. It was mind blowing. I mean, to me, to have someone of the stature of John Madden, a even know who I'm, who I am, b that he would say that on a radio show, just blew my mind also blew myers mind you know you know chris he, he didn't like that uh, you know being trumpeted you know? Uh, <laughs> um but all kidding aside um it, it it just speaks volumes this is the one thing i've always said about john madden and why his appeal was across the board 100% except uh uh, ex, uh exception, exception exception no uh accepted by fans across the board, whether you're 20 years old or 70 years old, and that is, is that he was genuine. Yes. I mean, John Madden was John Madden. And those in the beginning, when he first hit the broadcast scene, we'd never seen anything like him before. He was definitely different, but what made it work was he was genuine. That's who he was. He loved football. He was obsessed with football. He made no pretense about it. He was absolutely a super fan of the sport of football, and that came across. And that's why he became such a legend.
2: Steve, I wanted to ask you, you know, you, you keep referencing him as Coach Madden. I mean, you know, I vividly remember him as the broadcaster and, of course, the the you know the mogul with the video games. For people who never got a chance to see him coach, what was his demeanor like? What was his attitude like? Because I think about something I, I, I've been talking to Dan about is I feel like the Raiders mystique that is still around this organization, the bad boys, the rebels, the pirate like that all started with John Madden, right? Aaron, you're absolutely right, man.
3: Here's, here's the thing. When you had, by the time that Madden became the coach in 1969, the Raiders had come to prominence a couple of years before that. Uh, but when Madden joined the team and you had eventually Ken Stabler become the starting quarterback and that entire group of misfits, this disheveled, overweight, you know, bombastic on the sidelines coach was a perfect fit. But here's the thing about John Madden. He was also an insanely intelligent man. And he, he just fit that organization to a tee. Absolutely a perfect marriage between a coach and a team. The irony, of course, about his coaching career and why it took so many years for him to get into the Hall of Fame is that his post-football coaching career really overcast, overshadowed everything he had done. This guy had the highest winning percentage of any coach in the history of the NFL who coached at least 100 games, higher than Lombardi's. But the problem for him was he was 1-6 in AFL-AFC championship games. Only one year could he get past the Steelers or was the Chiefs one year, the Dolphins one year. Only once could he get to that next level. And, of course, they won the Super Bowl that year, Super Bowl 11. So he was the kind of coach who was very beloved by his team because he had very simple rules. He honestly told them, I really don't care what you do with your personal lives at all. But here's what I do expect. I expect you to be on time for practice, and I expect you to be 100% ready to play on Sunday. And that was it. And they loved him for it. And because of that, they played hard for him. So he was beloved by his team, his players. And, um, and you know, and honestly,
1: that attitude carried on for the rest of his life. Amazing. Amazing tribute from Steve Hartman, who you can hear on Fox Sports Radio weekends, Saturday and Sunday. And I'm sure John Madden will still be talked about coming up this weekend. Of course, weekday mornings as well on 1360 in San Diego. Steve, we appreciate the time. If I don't talk to you, happy new year. And uh, yeah, best of luck. Thanks again.
3: Absolutely, Dan and Aaron. And, again, never interview anyone that's in the shower. I'm telling you right now, (laughs) it's never a good idea to interview anyone in the
1: shower. I Uh, I learned my lesson. That is some sage advice. Appreciate it, Steve. Uh, Thanks, guys. See you, Steve. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at
0: 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey,
2: it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker
3: Podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. The truth, absolute fire, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it one hundred. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's here at Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, nah, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. Every weekday at this time, we like to hear something great from Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1 and respond to it. It's a segment we like to call... And now... <laughs> And today on The Herd, Colin Cowherd sticking up, Aaron, for one Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford.
0: And the question is always, you know, what's the value of a quarterback? Um, So it's interesting. Let's look at the big quarterback move this offseason. Now, two years ago, it was Brady. This offseason, it was Matt Stafford to the L.A. Rams. So the Rams gave up two first rounders and a third rounder. Now you think to yourself, well, that's a lot, but uh, is, is it worth it? As of this morning, forget the fact that Stafford's passer rating is 104 and Goff's with McVay last year was 90. Yards per game are not that different. It's the touchdowns. It's the ceiling. So last year, Goff finished with 20 touchdowns. Right now, with two games to go, Stafford's at 36. So he's going to double Goff. They stole him. Rams stole him. So when you're asking, what is a quarterback
1: worth? There you go. That from Colin Coward earlier today. The only arguments that I hear against Matthew Stafford, and there are are a few, Aaron, and they're Mm -hmm. loud, but are hasn't won a playoff game and isn't that much better than Jared Goff. And I think the Collins point in showing the numbers there. That I just don't know how people could think that Stafford and Golf are close. In my opinion, if you want to point to the playoff and, and Matthew Stafford as it won a playoff game. Come to me in three weeks, and then we'll have that conversation. That's that, that that's what I think that the arguments are. I just don't think – I think that anybody that watched football over the last three years, I don't know how you could say that Golf and Stafford are, are comparable because it's not even close.
2: So I'll tell you this. I, I've had this thought over the last probably two or three weeks as I watched the Urban Meyer situation unfold in Jacksonville and uh, Shad Khan acting shocked that there was all this off-the-field stuff and all that. I, I only bring it up because – I never really believed that organizations top to bottom could be dysfunctional. I always believed the the right coach could change it, the right players could change it. Some organizations just are totally dysfunctional. And there's a reason the Lions have essentially been irrelevant for 45 years, 40 years, whatever it is, one playoff game, since 1991, whatever. I bring it up to just say, yes, Matthew Stafford still has a lot to prove in these coming weeks in the playoffs, but we can also acknowledge he was in complete dysfunction for the first 10 years of his career.
1: Yeah, I I think that that is... That is fair enough. And, and, and don't let the two wins that the Lions have had lately, they may be on their road back, and maybe Jared Goff is, is getting some good play recently, but to me, they're just they're not close. I know Stafford's got something to prove in the postseason. I think he gets it done.